and we are live. Ooh, I crushed it. <laughs> Cue the Christmas intro. Content swap. Content swap. Christmas edition. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Um, we need to work on that. I know. I can't think of one. We'll get that for next week. Um, next week's like our last week of Christmas content. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast. You are joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. And, and our cups of tea. Yes, we are drinking chamomile tea as we are in the middle of our Christmas Swap series. Yes. Yes. It is the second week of December, which means this is our second movie of Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A Christmas time December. Yes. This is our second Christmas Holiday. movie in a series of three. And I mean, yeah. That, I was how, I don't know. Zero notes. I know. I have I have three lines of notes on my movie that we're about to discuss. And that's because I was just enjoying the movie. It was a great movie to just enjoy. I don't think I have too many notes either. Yeah. Um, but what are we talking about? We're talking about 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas. (laughs) Which was what I was assigned. Yes. Um, 8-Bit Christmas. Yes. 8-Bit Christmas. It's a movie. Yes. It came out in 2021. Why did I say it like that? (laughs) 2021. Oh, oh, 2021. oh. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> um, phonetically correct. Yeah, and it stars Neil Patrick Harris, and I'm not sure who the other actors in the movie are. Uh, Steve Zahn plays the dad. Got you. For those that know who that is. Yeah. Um. So, what is this movie about? This movie is really a tale about a young. Bo- so it starts off with Neil Patrick Harris as an adult, and his daughter really wants a phone. And she's like, "Dad, I want a phone for Christmas. I want a phone for Christmas." She's using her dad's phone, like to call her friends and everything like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, "You're not getting a phone." Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "Please, please, 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 please." And so they go to her grandma's house, which is his mom, and grandma's not home. So he's like, "You know what? Let me show you something." She's like, "Okay." They go, and he sits down, and he shows her a Nintendo 64. Nope. What? A Nintendo Entertainment System. The NES system. Nintendo What's 64 the... came out in, like, like 1996. Oh. This I thought movie takes place thing. in 1988. My bad. I thought they were the same thing. Or, well, this... That <laughs> was, like, the first part this is, is modern day. <laughs> yes, this is modern day, and Neil Patrick Harris is going to... Yeah, let me get to that part. All right. Let me get to that part. So, sorry, a Nintendo NES. We literally have the Lego set of it. It's great. My and it's bad. not Nintendo <laughs> Not a Nintendo 64. I'm mistaken. Again, I'm not a gamer. Um, so, he shows her this, and he's like, you know what? When I was a child, I really wanted this Nintendo. And I'm going to tell you the whole story, because I wanted this way worse than you wanted a phone. She's like, not true. He's like, well, sit down and listen to the story. So then we travel back into the 80s, and the whole movie is the storytelling of him trying to get his hands on Nintendo for Christmas, because his parents are like, no, we're not getting you a video game. They like ruin children's brains, yada, yada, we're not doing that. And so he has to find alternative means to get a Nintendo, and yeah, that's the whole movie. He gets into all kinds of like (laughs) trouble just trying to get his hands on this. Um, so before we like dive into like maybe some of the parts, 
overall my thoughts i loved this it was super cute super nostalgic even though i'm not a gamer and also did not grow up in the 80s <laughs> but just like bringing you back to like those really popular toys that you really wanted and like before technology kind of took over everything like we grew up with like toys you just played with not yeah. devices and yeah. so it's super nostalgic to like have this movie of a kid who really wants this like super popular toy it's something that's really hard to get like back in the day i know like it was super hard to get like these newest like brats dolls or something because parents were just like swarm black friday like things swarming were flying to, off the yeah shelves. literally like i just, mean it's still <laughs> that's still happening now with like ps5s yeah, yeah two years after it's launched yes but yeah. it feels different, you know, like, I don't know. And like now you can just order things online. Like it wasn't like, I mean, I guess you could you back to, then. Yeah. But, but it's like that, that old tale of like, you know, going to the Arnold store. Schwarzenegger yeah. trying to find Turbo Man <laughs> at the yeah. store for his child in Jingle All the Way. Yeah. And like, do parents even like go out and buy Christmas gifts for their kids nowadays? Like, do they go to Target to get what they need to get? Yeah. I, I mean, even in like 2007, Parents were, like, jumping through hoops just to get Nintendo Wiis yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Nintendo, got to get my hands on this, uh, you know, m- mentality uh, has been, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, reverberated through the generations. <laughs> That's not the right word. But yeah, actually, well, it's interesting you say that because... The parents don't actually have a hard time with getting the Nintendo. It's the kid who really wants the Nintendo. There doesn't seem well, to be yeah. a hard... If the parents want to get them the Nintendo, they, they could. could. Yeah. But the well, parents no, want to get the like, sister yeah, a, cabbage a Cabbage Patch, patch doll. Kid. Yeah. yeah. And they, they're they gone. That is really hard yeah. to get. Yeah. 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 But like, that's what I mean. This, like, this story shows like all these bits and pieces of Christmas that like are just... They yeah. bring you back. <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's basically a christmas story but for a different generation yeah i literally wrote that down yeah i mean i was like this is literally a modern day christmas story where did i write that yeah i mean that's, oh yeah feels like a modern day christmas story that's my first note yeah that's <laughs> i mean that's exactly what it's yeah. it's supposed to be is yeah. a christmas story of you know a kid really wants this thing for christmas and, and they parents will go like, no. to <laughs> through any means necessary to get their hands on it yeah um yeah so to dive a bit deeper i guess into the story of his childhood um so yeah so like i mentioned the kid or him as a kid wanted this nintendo his parents said no because they thought it was bad for kids um and so he has this like there's this kid at school who is like rich and I guess his parents just get him like the newest things all the time. Timmy Keen. Yeah. And it this kid sucks. <laughs> oh, hundred fifty nine yes. million percent. Yes, he's super <laughs> spoiled. He is like very destructive. Like if things don't go his way, he will ruin everything in his path. Yeah. Um and but he's like he's really funny because all the kids show up to his house and he selects 10 kids to like come hang out with him and like try out the new Nintendo thing that he has. Something. Yeah. yeah. And so he has his hands on a Nintendo and all the kids, including Neil Patrick, young Neil Patrick Harris, 
show up and they're like, we have to like go play with it. And they, he gets chosen along with some of his friends. They go in, they play, and they're like, this is amazing. And so there are a few different ways in which he tries to get his own Nintendo. Um, one of those ways being through selling wreaths. So this kid who is one of his friends, like, like, like lies a lot. That's his character. And so this kid comes to Neil Patrick Harris, young Neil Patrick Harris, um, and says, like, oh, what is it, like Boy Scouts or something? They're selling. Yeah, yeah, their Boy Scout troop is, you know, they're holding a wreath selling competition. Whoever can sell the most wreaths gets gets a Nintendo. Yeah. And so he and all the kids, even this, like, little girl who has a brother, like, (laughs) <laughs> at one point she like pretends to be a boy scout so, yeah like, yeah can... <laughs> it's, there are these two twins and yeah. they are yeah they're like pr- pretending to be each other and like yeah you know, doubling up their efforts to try and sell as many wreaths as possible <laughs> yeah which i loved her character she was so adorable yeah um but yeah so everyone's like going out to sell wreaths and my first thought was like okay if every single kid it seemed like every kid in the neighborhood was, was in this troop wreaths. yeah i'm like like none of you are going to be able to sell enough wreaths because you're going to the same people. Yeah. Um, so it's like, who gets there first? But he comes up, he gets help from his sister. So his sister comes to him and is like, look, I'll help you sell these wreaths. I'll help you figure out your plan, but I need you to do something for me. His little sister at first, I was like, Oh, she's a snitch. I don't like her. Two seconds later, I was like, I love her. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's uh, she's self-interested. And yeah. She's very, and she's smart. very snarky. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was like, I need you to convince mom and dad to get me a Cabbage Patch doll. I want one with red hair and freckles. And so he's like, fine. Like, what do I need to do? And she tells him to go to like the oldest people in the neighborhood because the older people are more willing are gonna buy more well and she's like where can you find all these old people right go to the nursing home exactly and so he's like cool so he does that he ends up winning this competition and so he gets first place and he's like yeah like let's go like i get a nintendo they lift up what the prize is and it's like a whole collection of encyclopedias. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and he's like, what the heck? All the kids in the yeah. Boy Scout troop are losing their <laughs> minds because they thought that they were going to win a Nintendo. Yeah. And so he's like, what the heck? Where is the Nintendo? And it the, turns out all the parents had pretty much like protested against a Nintendo. And so the Boy Scout troop leader was like, oh, we're not getting a Nintendo as this prize. Yeah, so what happened was the kids all went to Timmy Keene's house one time and Timmy Keene had a power glove, which was like a new Nintendo NES system peripheral that you can use to play the game, which infamously does not function well at all. But he's like, oh, I've got the power glove. I'm going to win this fighting game. And so Timmy Keene is using the power glove and he's fighting against the little girl that you mentioned that you like, one of Mm -hmm. the twins. And they're fighting against each other in this fighting game uh, while hanging out in his basement. And she ends up beating him and all the other kids are like, ooh, you got beaten by a girl. Mm -hmm. And Timmy Keene, you know, being the spoiled kid that he is, freaks out and like does like a flying kick yeah he like kicks the tv (laughs) he kicks the tv and the tv like lands on his dog big box tv oh yeah one of those heavy you know 
Yeah. Like 100 pound TVs. Yeah. Um, the TV falls off its stand and like lands on the dog. <laughs> Which at the yeah well at the time they make you believe like the dog's dead dead, but I mean it turns out the dog lives um so if you go on you know does the dog die dot com it will say a dog gets injured but not (laughs) not dead anyway um so because of that incident Timmy Keen's podiatrist father um he like finds out that Timmy was diagnosed with something like adh something something uh Mm -hmm. super rare um and it's like they're talking about adhd Mm -hmm. and uh he's like oh it's you know super rare Mm -hmm. um which is funny because nowadays like a lot more people are being (laughs) diagnosed with adhd Mm -hmm. but uh anyway he is like he giving he gives this whole presentation to all of the parents saying like this is what happened to my kid when i gave him video games (laughs) like he's like I'm a doctor. Right. As if he's like a psychiatrist, he's not. (laughs) Right. He's a podiatrist. That's a foot doctor. (laughs) Um, So he, yeah, he convinces all the parents and all the parents, you know, it being the 80s are like, oh no. And so they're, they're like, you know, uh, video game over. Like that's, that's their protest slogan. And so. You know, all the adults in town are like, no, no Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. And they're like trying to stop the store, the local stores from selling it. They're yeah. like, take it off the shelves. Yeah. And you, you you have to keep in mind, like, this is a time when video games were not a thing. Mm-hmm. So like a Nintendo entertainment system, that is, that's like, that's the beginning mm-hmm. of people owning video game consoles in their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. He doesn't get the Nintendo from selling the wreaths. Yes, but he does get encyclopedias. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, cut to a little bit later, and they decide to, him and his friends, come up with another plan to get a Nintendo. And so, this plan is basically, they're going on a school field trip to Chicago. Um, and the plan is basically for... So oh, they yeah. received, so I think it's the the girl who's a twin who yeah. gets like baseball cards. Oh, yeah. So yeah. during their birthday, they open up a pack of baseball cards. Yeah. And they, there's a There's like a, a misprint. A mis- yeah. There's a misprint card where this guy has like the F word on the bottom of his baseball bat on his card, yeah. which they were supposed to edit out on the baseball card. But because it's left in... The it's card worth money. Rare. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, we've got this baseball card. Let's sell it. And we can buy ourselves a Nintendo. Yep. While we're on our school trip. So they create this plan to, there's a, a friend of theirs, a, a kid who is allergic to SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, yeah. what? Is that possible? Yeah. There's always that one kid that's allergic to SpaghettiOs. Oh my gosh. So, I yeah. think they also say like, when defining <laughs> that kid's character, he's like, and he probably has to go home soon or something. <laughs> and then that kid immediately is like, I think I have to go home soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so they are like, you're going to be our like distraction. Um, and so they have him. What do you, what, what do you mean? So, like oh, when yeah, they're the, on the, they're on the bus. Yeah. I'm, ex- yeah. I'm explaining like how they're going to get this Nintendo. So they went on this field trip. They're on the bus and they're like, you're going to be our distraction. We need you to like chug a bunch of SpaghettiOs. And they're like, we can time like we know how long you'll be sick for and that will give us enough time to go 
buy a Nintendo. So he's a distraction. He starts vomiting because he just ate a bunch of SpaghettiOs. And our main kid, who's like young Neil Patrick Harris, takes off, like gets off the back of the bus um, and goes to the store to get a Nintendo. And he successfully, after like avoiding these like parents that he knows and everything like that, successfully gets a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he only has like a few seconds to get back on the bus before it takes off. And so he's running out, slips on a patch of ice. The Nintendo goes flying and a big old truck runs over the Nintendo. It's actually... (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the bus. Oh, was it the bus? That the kids are on. I thought the bus had already left. No, yeah. The the bus bus starts moving. Yeah. And it ends up being the thing that runs over the Nintendo that he just bought. Yeah. So he has no Nintendo. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Um, And so at that point, he's just like, bruh. (laughs) Like, there's no way I can get this Nintendo. And so Christmas comes. They unwrap their gifts. He's like, I know I don't have a Nintendo. This sucks. But a gift falls from like behind a wall or something. I don't know. (laughs) It just came out of nowhere. There's like an extra present that hasn't been opened yet. Yeah. And it's from his like uncle who lives in Japan. And so he's like, oh, snap. This might be a Nintendo. Yeah. It's the perfect shape. Yeah. Yeah. It looks looks just like the box a, a Nintendo would be in. So he unwraps it. And it's a light bright, which granted, I would have been excited because I loved light brights. <laughs> but he was you just, not. <laughs> you cannot get nearly as much entertainment out of a light bright as you can in Nintendo Entertainment System. Very true. Very true. So it's a light bright. So he's like, ugh. Um, and then after that, his dad is like, I want to show you something. So they go uh, outside behind their house. And there's this beautiful tree house that his dad has been working on for such a long time. And his dad's kind of like, to get more context, his dad's kind of like this very like strong-willed man. Like what he says is what goes. Man of the house. Kind yeah. Of not necessarily like the warmest person. Right. Um, and so. Always building something but never finishing anything. <laughs> yeah. And so this becomes a really cute moment of like, oh, his dad put like his heart into this thing for me to enjoy. And now I have, I get to share this like space with him. And yeah, so like the story, he doesn't get a Nintendo and he going back into the, you know, modern time where he's with back to the future (laughs) where he's talking to his daughter. He's like, you know, I never got that Nintendo until like way later when I like got it on my own. He's like, basically it's a story of like, even if you don't get what you want, like the most important part is like being with those you love and like it's not all about gifts kind of ordeal. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like there there were a few moments with his dad that, you know, play out throughout the movie that kind of, you know, help you develop more of like a connection to their relationship. So it is kind of like this heartfelt thing when his dad reveals the treehouse and then it's you know back to the future and we realize like oh his dad is now gone mm-hmm. and so you know he misses mm-hmm. you know getting to spend time with his dad mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that his dad was like you don't need a nintendo mm-hmm. um you know his relationship with his dad is ultimately more important than the nintendo itself yeah yeah 
that's that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's like little stuff in between and whatnot, but it's pretty, it's basically like everything that you just said. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I tried to get through it quick. Yeah, there's <laughs> but, there's yeah. some stuff in between, but I mean, I some shenanigans, just child shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I really like all the different characters that they put in the movie. Um, you yeah. know, not all of them serve the story, but it serves the setting. I think. Yeah. 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 And you need the, I mean, you need the little, like, you need the friends because you need to, like, have that build up of, like, everyone wants this thing. And, like, yeah, yeah if you didn't have those friends in it, then it would be, like, what's so special? There's, like, yeah. even a big kid who's in their grade. He's literally like, a grown class, adult. Who's, yeah, he's literally, I don't know, like 18. 16. Yeah. Yeah, 17. <laughs> um, I'm like, how is that legal? <laughs> <right>. <laughs> this guy got held back so many times. He's still in, like, the fifth grade. Um <laughs> That was fun, but literally, <laughs> his last name was Jagorski, mm-hmm. and I literally wrote, my first and only note when we were watching the movie was, I wrote, the Jagorski kid is dangerous. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like it's illegal for yeah. someone to be that like that old to be around such like young children in the learning setting. Yeah. It's like, there's not a lot to this movie. It's just like, it's just very cozy, Christmas, it's cute. Um, it does have all these different characters that kind of like flesh out this childhood experience. Yeah, yeah I, just, I really like it. Yeah. The, um, the movie takes place in Batavia, Illinois, uh, outside of Chicago. And this, I looked it up. The screenwriter grew up in Batavia, Illinois. Wow. And so I believe it's like it's supposed to be kind of like a reflection of his experience growing up in the 80s and mm-hmm. wanting a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, I also, in terms of other trivia, I read that this movie was on the 2019 Blacklist, which sounds bad, but turns out the 2019 Blacklist is like the most liked screenplays that haven't been produced yet. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it was on that list. And then I guess somebody at HBO said, let's produce it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then now it's on HBO Max as of last year, 2021. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's a cute movie. It's a Christmas story, but for a different generation. Yeah. I will say, though, the movie, especially in the parts that are like the – you know, back the eighties parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is pretty much the whole movie. It doesn't feel very eighties. I feel like Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I think to sell the eighties, you really gotta get like eighties fashion. Right. And all the extras are wearing like modern day clothes. And like there's only one character I that stands out to me of like that was deaf like I could tell that was the eighties because it's like the the like spoiled brat kid's sister comes out and you know she has a big perm and right. like that was very 80s but i don't know it doesn't i think it could have had more of like nostalgia if it pinned that down a little bit more but like we didn't grow up in the 80s so you know people weren't always wearing well, yeah. like you know high fashion 80s garb yeah all the time true but i think of like stranger things where it's like sure but they're like just the wearing kids normal like, clothes well like but the kids will have like their shirts tucked in and it's like that's yeah. such like a specific thing or I mean, like you yeah, know? that's true. I mean, in this movie, the kid was like super concerned about his. He like he got ended up with girls' Pur- boots, yeah, purple boots or purple boots. Um, that to me felt reminiscent of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like in terms of time period, I wasn't grasping the like eighties ness of it. Like, I feel like Stranger Things does a really good job of like. Obviously, it's not overt eighties, 
like it's like probably more accurate than some of these like but i don't know because if you watch 80s movies that were made in the 80s like this is like they did dress a certain way like the yeah, fashion like, was a certain way yeah but this isn't this is I mean, obviously an that's 80s like Hollywood. movie. It's a movie that takes place in the 80s. And it's like kids in the 80s. Yeah. You know, if you watch an 80s movie, like a movie that takes place, like a movie that was made in the 80s, then people are going to be dressed up like they're in the 80s because it's the costume design yeah. of what people want to see in movies in the 80s. Yeah. This is, this is the costume design of what people normal people in batavia illinois <laughs> war <laughs> in their everyday life yeah. in the 80s i guess i just wasn't 100 percent sold i didn't get the 80s like, vibes. I, it seems to me I like mean, it's you obviously not important wanted, you wanted big city uh fashion no, no. in a small town movie no but like small things like the type of if someone wears glasses the type of glasses that they're wearing if like or yeah. like the kids have their shirts tucked in I mean, and like things I don't, like that i don't get a sense that the budget was like huge on this movie <laughs> yeah you know like they're in a mall in two different scenes that i think are supposed to be two different malls that are clearly the same mall yeah. so like you know <laughs> yeah i mean obviously it's a, it's a very small thing to pick apart but yeah yeah it was just something that like i noticed when i was watching it and i was like this doesn't feel very 80s but I mean, I'm still here for the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a simple little Christmas movie, and I recommend you check it out. Same. It's worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-mm. Yeah. Me either. Nice. You want to just move on? Yeah. All right. Uh, I've also got, like, no notes on this <laughs> next one. <clears throat> um, so, for this week's assignment, you gave me a Netflix limited series called Dash and Lily. It came out in 2020, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Dash and Lily is a love story rom-com show. It's about eight episodes. It takes place in New York around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. It follows two teenage characters, Dash and Lily. Um, They are going to fall in love by the end of the story, if you cannot (laughs) tell. Now, they don't know each other, uh, but they both really like to go to this bookstore called The Strand. And Dash is like this, I don't know how to describe him other than jaded um, (laughs) teenager who has an opinion about everything, but he's so negative. Mm -hmm. He low-key seems like he sucks to be around. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he like starts off and he's like, Christmas is the most detestable time of the year. And so my my notes that I took is things that you've said <laughs> as we watch this. And the funniest thing is as soon as he said that, no. that it's the most detestable time, you said, ugh, get over yourself, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, no, as soon as he said it's the most detestable time of the year, I'm like, yeah, this guy sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. get over yourself. Like, you know. Just because, like, he has the personality of somebody that's like, because I think this sucks, you should think that this sucks too. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that Mm -hmm. about him. Mm -hmm. He is super cynical, super full of himself. Not full of himself, but just like, 
uh, just like my way or the highway. But like at the same time, he has like a soft side that like yeah. girls can like. Like you get the vibe that he thinks he's like better, like yeah. above other people. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, and you know it gets better as he connects with Lily through the show. But I would ultimately say. I think Dash has a lot of growth in his future. <laughs> now, Lily is um, this awesome young girl who mm-hmm. really likes books and loves Christmas. She's very cheery. She's got a very connected family. Uh, many of her extended family members work throughout the city. Um, one of them even like dresses up like Santa Claus at Macy's. Mm-hmm. And um, she just she has a lot of people in her life that care about her, whereas Dash has like parents that don't seem to care about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily is kind of the opposite, and she has a brother, and her brother kind of convinces her like you need to go do something this year because. Normally, she loves spending time with her family during Christmas, but this year her parents are going to Fiji, mm-hmm. and she's going to be at home. Oh, and her grandpa is going to visit his blonde girlfriend in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's at home in the New York City with her brother, and she's like sad and her all she does during her christmas vacation is go caroling with like her local caroling troupe which is just you know a an assortment of new yorkers mm-hmm. that she's close to and she started that troupe because she really doesn't have friends right and so like in order for her to like do something she was like i'm gonna start a caroling troupe like that sounds like fun and then these people kind of become her friends right but her her brother is like, yeah, that's super sad. You should, uh, oh. you know, go do something. Um, <laughs> that's sad. Go do something. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to help you find love this year. And him and his boyfriend that he met on Tinder, I guess, mm-hmm. um, are at the house and convince her to create this scavenger hunt in a red notebook. Mm-hmm. And this red notebook is really the focal point of the story as a communication device between both Dash and Lily. So what she does is she creates this scavenger hunt and then she leaves the book with the scavenger hunt in it on the shelf in the Strand. And her cousin also happens to work at the Strand. So one day Dash finds this notebook, opens it up, starts reading through it, and he's like doing all of the steps in the scavenger hunt which includes like i don't even remember he has to do a public reading at one point he well it's not a public reading he sings the song he sings a song by Joni Mitchell yeah. um and like he just has to do he has to get out of his comfort zone he has to kind of like put clues together to finish mm-hmm. a sentence and then, like, ultimately, he ends up kind of having to... Oh, he has to write, like, what he thinks about Christmas or something in it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Dash being 
the jaded teenager that thinks he's all that, he <laughs> writes that. He's like, wow, you know, this girl in this book, she had me do a public reading. She's got to be just as cynical as I am. Um, you know, she's a kindred spirit. She must also hate Christmas. <laughs> and so he's like, Christmas sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, she's sadistic. Who would make me like do all these things? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dash is just full of assumptions, and yeah. he fills that out, and then he like leaves it for her to find, and she is like, OMG, he hates Christmas. It's never gonna work. And it's never gonna work. I can't follow up on this. And her brother is like, just do it anyway um yeah and so it just kind of turns into this game of not cat and mouse but like just back and forth of they are writing to each other and asking each other to do certain things in this notebook and then leaving it and like giving instructions Mm -hmm. on where to leave it to each other and they develop this connection through this notebook and the people around them are like her extended family members are meeting him and like his friend is meeting her Mm -hmm. but the two of them dash and lily themselves have never communicated outside of this notebook but everybody in their lives seems to be aware Mm -hmm. of the other because they are helping with this little notebook adventure Mm -hmm. and that's all like super cute and stuff. Um, <laughs> That's all super cute and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is cute. It like is. it is. Yeah. It sounds like a dumb Netflix limited series about Christmas and teenage love, because it is. And <laughs> that's exactly what we want. That's exactly if that's what you're looking for. That's exactly what you're getting. It. I mean, it is cute. Like I would consider watching it again every year um or every other year you know like mm-hmm. i would totally watch this again it's eight episodes and we watched it all on monday in one night in one yeah, night. yeah. they're um, only like 20 20 30 minutes 25 30 minutes yeah. yeah so i mean it's it just feels like a really long movie honestly like mm-hmm. a it's like a three-hour movie practically when you add it all up mm-hmm. and it was good. I like. I really yeah. liked it. You got it was invested. Like, yeah, I was like ready for bed, and you were like, "But there's only two more episodes." Yeah, no, it was like, <laughs> what was it, eleven o'clock? Yeah, and we were about to go I to bed, like, and I'm like, <laughs> twenty-five minutes per episode. There's only fifty minutes left. We can finish by midnight, and you're like, "All right." And yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my. <laughs> um. Excuse me. Yeah, my notes end pretty early. Like, I think I stopped taking notes after the first episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, there's a bunch of, like, extra stuff in there. Like, there's kind of a, a love rectangle happening at one point. Like, Dash has his ex-girlfriend who moved away to go to Brazil and then is now coming back. And, like, the whole reason they broke up was because of the distance but now she's back and it's like oh but he's connecting to this girl lily through this notebook and he really cares about her so it's like what are we gonna do and then <laughs> lily used to have a crush on this guy t and i don't 
Did she have a crush on him? She, I said she used to have a crush on him. No, but I'm saying, did she used to have a crush on him? She 100% used to Uh-oh. have a crush on him. Okay. Um, and, but then, like, when, in middle school, he, like, laughed at her friendship bracelets that uh, he made for everybody. Rude. Rude, yeah. But then when they're older, he, like, you know, he pops back up into the picture, and he's like, ha you're so weird. And she's like, stop calling she's me like, that. She is, like, <laughs> triggered by him calling her weird because he ruined her life when they were 12. Yeah. Um, but then he's also like, hey, because she, you know, confronts him about it, and she's like, you ruined my life when I was 12, and I didn't deserve that. And he's like, well, you know what? I was also 12. <laughs> so like, I didn't know what I was saying. I'm, I'm dumb, and I feel really bad. Let me take you out. And she's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now she's going out with T-Boat, who, I mean, he low-key kind of sucks. He's strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's weird. He he's, says weird things. <laughs> he says weird things. He's a weird guy. Yeah. He acts like he's 21. He's literally drinking at a bar by the end. It's alone. <laughs> alone, yeah. It's, and, like, trying to hit on people, and they're like... <sighs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's... There's some of that going on of like, oh, now she's developing a connection with this like weird guy and she's confronting her own demons and Dash is confronting his demons. But, you know, by and large, at the end of the whole thing, they end up meeting. And of course, you know, this there has to be there has to be a story arc. Right. So they meet eventually, but it's like not on the best of terms and they get upset at each other they've been developing this connection and they care about each other but now they're like mad at each other it's like no i don't want this this to be how it was no like this is all a lie we're playing ourselves we thought this would work clearly it won't yeah Uh. but then they figure it out because of course they do because this is christmas this is a love story (laughs) on netflix in a limited series (laughs) with teenagers (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, oh, also, Lily finds out that her parents weren't just going to Fiji for fun for a second honeymoon like they told her. Actually, he got a job there and they're moving at New Year's. Her dad. On New Year's. Her, her dad got a job there. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're leaving on New Year's to move to Fiji. And so that also throws a wrench in this whole love yeah. thing. Yeah. So she's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to move to Fiji. And yeah. which is pretty weird to me that her dad's job offer would be all the way in Fiji but you know if you're really (laughs) trying to take it to an extreme as a writing device of like she's going to have to be very far away (gasps) oh no Mm -hmm. then yeah I guess Fiji works um (laughs) what is he gonna go work on Survivor or something I don't know I mean I'm sure there's things in Fiji Sure, 100% there's things at Fiji. I just don't know what what does her dad do that's going to take him all the way to Fiji. I don't know. Given he can't find work at the moment in America. This is weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's oddly specific. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, Dash and Lily themselves as characters, I initially was like i don't think they would have chemistry and you know what it doesn't matter they didn't need to have chemistry because they don't even meet until the end of the show they just had to film it enough for it to be cute and you know what it was yeah so yeah it's just funny like they don't share any scenes together uh throughout the show until the very end Mm -hmm. and it does end up being cute and you know all that I, i mean i still think dash has some work to do well they both like the and that's why they're like both on such polar opposites because it's like 
He's super negative and pessimistic about everything in life, which is not great. But she's also very overly positive and like doesn't allow herself to feel negative emotions, which is also not great. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And so the whole point and that's what they try and like portray as they do these like dares from the book and like they're trying to help each other get out of their comfort zone. And Dash is constantly like, you need to feel emotions. Like at some point he has her go to this like art place where they like make a craft and then like she's supposed to like break it and like get out her feelings. Um, Which she doesn't doesn't. even end up doing. She doesn't. But within that same episode or an episode later, she gets really upset and like knocks over all these like snowmen and just like fights the snowmen. (laughs) And so it's supposed to be like her, like, oh, that's her breakthrough moment. Like she finally let out how she was actually feeling. And then she's also like, trying to get him to open up to relax to like let go a little bit and just like be present and live in the moment and enjoy things and find the joy in things and so yeah that's like the thread carrying it all (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i would say i don't know that dash has more work to do than she does in my opinion but um yeah like I see it as she will learn her lessons just by living her life, mm-hmm. whereas he has to be more conscious be, about changing. Yes, <laughs> because nihilism is his whole personality, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't fix that, <laughs> then he's gonna he's gonna lose. He's gonna be lost. Yeah. That's that's kind yeah. of my, my perspective. Um, he also has those like always tired eyes. Yeah, that girls like. Yeah, um, the sleepy eyes. Yeah. Which made me not like him. <laughs> <laughs> Just not oh a big gosh. fan of Dash. Uh, honestly. Like, I would not... Yeah. I don't think I would be his friend. Yeah. Um, He definitely gets away with a lot of stuff. Like, he kind of treats his friend really bad. Yeah. At some point. And they kind of just, like... Like, his friend... His friend is great. Um, his friend like oftentimes will express like Dash you need to like think about it think about things in this way or like you need to be cognizant of like you're doing this and it's not good yeah like especially when it came to his ex he's like your ex is not good for you because of xyz reasons here's how you are when you're with her you need to notice that and like so he's his friend is fantastic and like the biggest supporter Dash is not the best friend (laughs) like Dash is just trying to like get what he needs Mm. and that comes to like a clash between them at some point but that like conflict resolved way too easily like the friend was just like oh well like let's be friends again and it's well the way that they settle the conflict is that he goes to go find his friend and his friend is at a jonas brothers concert with their other friends yeah and he's like I need you to forgive me because we're friends or whatever. And he's like, why should I forgive you? And he's like, not even because they're friends. He's like, I need you to forgive me because I need your help. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I need your help. And he's like, why should I forgive you? And he's like, I came to a Jonas brothers concert for you. Yeah. And And it's like, like, Oh "Oh, yeah, you did come to a Jonas brothers concert (laughs) for me. All right. What can I do to help? And it's like, that's not how that works. Like, I think that's like the one, that's the part that rubs me the wrong way. The most It's just like, that like his friendship like, with this kid. I sacrificed yeah. some of my toxic masculinity <laughs> because I care so much about you. So help me. Literally, yeah. Like, Dash gets away with with behavior that he should not get away with. And that's sucks, but 
still it's a cute show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still cute, but yeah, that that part needed some work. But yeah, um, yeah. Overall, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I have some facts if you want those. Kids are cultured. <laughs> kids are I want to go if his friends pizza place existed i would go there all the time because they sell pizza and <laughs> movies yeah yeah it was a perfect place um i wonder if that place exists i i i mean you were I, like i doubt it i was like oh it's the strand's a, a real place you're like it's probably not and i was like it literally is <laughs> whatever like, <laughs> i well i do have a note that's yeah. like why are we acting like there would be such a big bookstore in new york city with an open microphone in new york on christmas with very few people in it yeah that's no. probably not likely yeah that just doesn't exist yeah um yeah <laughs> any other notes before i jump into um i thought some parts of it were cheesy but in a good way i before the story even started i wrote dash looks like he sucks that's i have a note that says that Mm um and the amount of people that they have to hand the book to seems like a lot of coordination that i think should have gone wrong sooner than it ended up yeah and even when it did go wrong it got resolved very quickly and very easily yeah 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 (laughs) but aside from that it's totally it's worth a watch it's christmas content yeah check it out check it out um so some other things you said that i thought were really funny and honestly these are kind of like they happen back to back so at some point lily texts her old bully who she's like kind of connecting with and tells T-Bode. yeah t-bode and says that she wanted him to kiss her when they had like at the end of this party that they went to together and you said no i'm gonna throw up <laughs> yeah and so then, and like she should not want to kiss him he sucks yeah and so then uh, like a minute later he shows up to where she was at when she texted him she's drunk by the way they're at a bar she's at a bar yeah at this point in the story yeah she's drunk on christmas at a bar yeah and so he shows up and he kisses her well of course at the time that they kiss dash walks in and sees her and this is what led to their whole conflict where they're like, oh, this was like all too good to be true. Yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. But when that happened, you stated again, you were like, oh, I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so cute how invested you are. And you were so stressed out. You were like, I can't watch this. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to be sick. It was just my way of kind of saying, like, I don't yeah. want this to be happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, some actual <laughs> facts. <laughs> so, everything was indeed filmed in New York in order to make it very authentic. Um, and the producers and the directors, I'm assuming, um, had, like, they had this giant map with pins in all the locations so that the geography made sense and there's like a call to it in the in the show when dash is talking about 
what's wrong with Home Alone 2. And he's like, geographically, this does not make sense. Like how he would be able to go to all these places like in New York. That's just like, it's just inaccurate. And then he's like quickly, because everyone's just staring at him. Like, why are you ruining this? He's like, but Home Alone 2 is great. Um, But yeah, but the creators of the show wanted it to make sense in terms of like, how would they feasibly get get around New York? Yeah. Um, The show got permission. So the show, like, obviously the Strand is a super popular place in New York. Um, They also went into the Morgan Library. And apparently it's really hard to film anything in the Morgan Library. They haven't let someone film anything in there since 1981 for the movie Ragtime, which was Oscar nominated. I've never heard of it, but. Rat time? Ragtime. Ragtime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. No, since I've never heard of it. Yeah. I imagine it is extremely difficult to film anything in New York, which is why like no one does it really. Right. Um, but they like they mentioned um they had like a coffee shop scene and so obviously they had an actor playing a barista and like New Yorkers were trying to order from the actor. And he's like, I'm just an actor. I don't oh, wow. I can't help you. <laughs> Okay, so they, like, filmed in New York locations. Yeah, everything's filmed in New York. I Um, see. So maybe that pizza shop does exist. (laughs) That's why I'm like, maybe it does exist. It could. Yeah. Um, And so, speaking of locations, every night that they filmed in the Strand, they said that the crew members, like, so they would film when the Strand closed, obviously, and they would get done filming when the Strand, when it was time to reopen. So they would shoot throughout the night. And they said that crew, the crew members, because they spent so much time in the bookstore, like at the end of every time they filmed, would just have a collection of books they wanted to purchase when it opened, and that there would just be a line of crew members like waiting to purchase books That's once cute. it reopened. That's cute. Yeah. Um, so in terms of this red notebook, there was a giant box of red notebooks. I bet. <laughs> yeah. And there was one woman. Her name is Julia Goldman. Um, I don't know. I forget what she did on the set but she had to hand write all of those like notes back and forth between dash and lily and she wrote both of their like dialogue in two different handwritings and they like whoever i think it was the producer it was like i would just look over at her and she's just like furiously like writing <laughs> all of these like notes and all these notebooks i'm like that sucks why would they need to do that for multiple notebooks or maybe they didn't do it for multiple notebooks i don't know i probably just made an it's assumption just, but... it should be whichever notebook is necessary to the scene at this at the time you know that's true but I don't know. I guess if something happened to one of the notebooks and they needed the other one and yeah, uh, you could make copies, yeah. but like, yeah, it would know. be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it worked. There's just an efficient way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that's what they did. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, or I guess we won't see. We won't know. Um, another two last, um, fun facts. So Nick Jonas was an executive producer and played a role in choosing a lot of the music that, was in the 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 show. Yeah, Nick Jonas pops up as like himself at one point when they're planning like what are we going to do to get Lily back? Get Lily back. And they're chilling inside. Like they're at the Jonas Brothers concert and they go to have this conversation in like his trailer. Yeah. And Which like he, how did they get there? Right. <laughs> and then he pops in and is like, "Yeah, man, you need to do this." When I proposed when to I my proposed wife. When I proposed to my wife, <laughs> It was not like a this, this, this. It was like, I had to think. I had to dig deep. It's like. Dumb. 
Why are the Jonas Brothers here telling us how to get married? How to get married? That's funny. I don't know. Well, but... it's like this teen. It's just so funny to me that it's like these teens trying to figure out their love story. And it's like the Jonas Brothers <laughs> are like, when I got married, you know? Because yeah. like when the Jonas Brothers were big in like 2010, like when Kevin got married, that was like very much a big deal. Like yeah. all of them, they're like very religious, right? And they, it was like yeah, a big some, thing. They had like promise rings. They had promise was, rings yeah. and like it was a very, like marriage is a very big deal to them. And that was kind of like mm-hmm. part of their like shtick as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's like bad that they were religious or anything. It's just like, that's just how they kind of like navigated that whole like romance element of the Jonas Brothers as mm-hmm. like a brand image. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so funny to me. That now in like 2020, he's like, when I got married, he's like saying that to teenagers who are like dealing with their own love story. And I just like, that's on brand for the Jonas (laughs) Brothers. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I will say that Christmas song they sang. I love that song. I play it in the shop when I'm working at the bookstore, which the customers probably hate me for it. But I play that song all the time because it's just so cute. Um, And it's catchy. Um, and so the last note is, so apparently, I didn't notice this, but maybe you did, Dash's clothing gets more festive as time goes on, and that's supposed to be representative of, like, Lily is bringing him out of his shell, and, like, he's starting to experience joy more, and so, like, he's not wearing as muted of tones, and there's more red, more Christmassy things, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think it's I subtle. That. I think yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And then when his he lets his ex girlfriend choose his outfit for him at one point, and it's like more back on the muted tones. I think. Yeah, I will say his friend group are there. They have to be so Uber wealthy, rich. Yeah. so wealthy. I'm like, they're like, let's go to Bergdorf's and get an outfit. I'm like. I probably wouldn't step in. I don't even know what Bergdorf's is. And that's probably because I can't afford anything there. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I did envy at one point. Dash was like, my mom thinks I'm at my dad's. My dad thinks I'm at my mom's. And I'm all alone in my dad's like nice home theater. Yeah. And like I have no expectations from anybody. And I just got me and my movies and like the new york skyline outside my window yeah i was like dang what a life to be living that i mean that just yeah. seemed that just seemed like nice yeah no so i, I got that yeah but I, also that would be nice. like you know don't be such a nihilist <laughs> i don't think there's anything like okay so in my personal opinion one of my favorite christmases was actually during the pandemic because it was just me and my mom and my dad. And we just sat and watched movies. And yeah. that was it. And yeah. it was like the best Christmas ever because you are like completely, you can fully enjoy it. Yeah. And not be like, okay, we open gifts, but like we need to clean because we have people coming no, over and no, like no, all this yeah. stuff's happening. So. No, I, I love that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that's all great. I'm just saying like, despite that, like he is doing that because he is literally yeah. like closing off everything. his connections to people yeah. and doesn't want to be doing anything festive yeah so that part i'm like hey maybe uh lighten up dude <laughs> but also at the yeah. same time i respect your, your choice s- your want <laughs> for space yes <laughs> yeah no i i agree um so yeah so that's all i have do you want to go ahead and make our assignments this is the last time we'll do 
a holiday themed one. Yeah. Um, and so, then and then yeah. we'll be after this next week we'll be gone for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like the new year. Wow. Yeah. So this next week's episode is our last content swap episode of the year. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my back just cracked. <laughs> so what are we signing? So I am going to, I was thinking hard about it because I have a few things that I think you haven't seen, but I'll just save the others for later. I had given you something that previously I gave you Trapped in Paradise because it was a movie that me and my dad watched together. Okay. And that meant something to me. Okay. I'm going to give you something that me and my mom always watched together. And that is The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah and um, LL Cool J. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. I'm very <laughs> excited. I love The Last Holiday. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, sounds good. I'm giving you a completely tonally different uh, <laughs> well, holiday you know? movie. If you've never seen it. I've got a sense here. Um, <laughs> Queen Latifah has her own brand of humor um, mm. that can be very funny. It's just the polar opposite in mm-hmm. vibes to what I'm giving you, which is It's a Wonderful Life, the old Jimmy Stewart movie. Mm. Um, holiday movie. It's in black and white. Yeah. The movie um, everyone references to in modern Christmas movies. And I'm like, I've never seen it. Yeah. It's I've never seen it. actually I've only seen it once, and I watched it during Christmas, like I want to say five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So yeah, next week, um, the last holiday, and it's a wonderful. <laughs> They are very different. Yeah, that's I'm what sure I'm saying. Every time we say that a movie is very different, though, there's some. There's always some yeah, kind there's some of theme. common themes. Yeah, watch. It's gonna be like it turns out the last holiday is inspired by it's, <laughs> it's a, a wonderful, wonderful life. life. Yeah, and we just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the fun thing about this podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. All right. Well, uh, see you then, and uh, have fun week i guess yeah <laughs> i can't say rest of december yet yeah um and we'll see you then see you all right bye bye